your favorite toy truck nerds are back. Welcome to That Scale RC Show. Hey guys, welcome to episode 108 of That Scale RC Show. I'm one of your hosts, Travis, along with Adam and Jay. And welcome back from another month-long or so break. Actually, it hasn't been that long since the last upload. So for us, it's been much longer. <laughs> but um, yeah, we're back. Hi, everybody. How are you guys doing? Finally, finally crawling back out from underneath the rock. Yeah. Yep. But uh, yeah, um, what's up? I mean, quite a bit has happened since uh, the last time we recorded. Lots of yeah. happened. Yep. Um, yeah, I mean, is there anything we wanted to jump into immediately? Because I know we've got a bunch of new releases. Um, we can kind of get hammering on or otherwise just anything that happened with you guys over the, uh, over the time since our last show. Well, we hadn't talked about Adam going to the ASD event, had we? No, we have not. Man, are you Maybe like to kick off with that? Yeah, I was gonna say, are you like in my head? Because I was just about <laughs> to say we no ASD was not that long ago. Um, but yeah, no, the ASD um, sixth annual, I think. I, I'm. I think it's the sixth annual. And annual. Um, yeah. Um, Autism Awareness Crawl was at uh, Crawl for a Cures Old Stomping Grounds at Bear River Lake Resort in Pioneer, California. Um, when did that uh, for the day and uh, had a good time. Uh, they brought a couple new um, events there. So a couple guys from the SoCal area came up and one of them has a, you know, they brought some of the other elements into it. So they were doing... Um, sand drag well i guess you can say there are there were dirt drags um not sand drags but dirt drags so you were you know two lanes and you know whether it was a slash whatever basher you had scale rig you know they were just lining them up and drag racing through the dirt so that was kind of cool um the trails were awesome uh that you know same old terrain uh you know good old sierra mountains slash foothills so you got a lot of rock true uh, redwood tree coverage dirt you know and it's at a by a lake so a lot of nice natural formations um yeah i want to say there was 300 if not more people there so it was a good turnout um and it was nice because now that they've moved from oh, where were they before frank rains uh, you're, you're not out in the blistering heat for like, you know, nine hours. Now you're actually, you're in the mountain. So in the morning wearing a hoodie, I actually wore jeans all day and yeah, I got to like maybe 70 ish 
72 at the highest. And then right after three o'clock, it starts peaking again and time to put your hoodie back on and starts getting cold. Nice. So probably a nice little break for you. Oh yeah. It was nice. It was definitely nice to get out of the heat. Everybody that went all said the same stuff. It was nice to get out of the smoke because during that time there was, um, what was the, there was a couple fires in California. There was one, there was the forest Hill fire. There was one in, in grass Valley, but that one was short lived. It was like a three or four hour fire. And then there was another fire up by the Reno area because I know the guys coming from Nevada were like, Oh, it's so nice to get out of the smoke. So yeah, it was a good times. And, uh, the SCX six took some carnage. So, uh, Oh yeah. Well, not the rig, the body. I don't know if I've ever told you guys, or I don't know if I've ever mentioned it on this show, but, um, so that's a hard body. And one, it's old. Two, I think whoever owned it when it was a toy car left it either A, in a room that was in the sun a lot, or B, left it outside in the sun a lot because the plastic is super brittle. So the first casualty it ever took was when Elio was modifying um, the rig. The body had fallen off his lap, and he was like, so maybe like a three-foot drop to the ground. And it cracked from the B pillar or the A pillar all the way to the back window. And he was like, I've never seen a body do that before. It was almost like it was like dropping a piece of glass. Like it just cracked and then fell apart. Like he's like, I've never seen anything like that before. So he shoot it all back together. When I got it, I knew like with that problem, I went ahead and coated a lot of the flat surfaces with shugu, like the roof, uh, the fenders, the hood, the tailgate, the doors. I did shugu in that um, fiber mesh drywall repair tape stuff mm-hmm. and uh, said, okay, that should kind of hold everything together. Well, I didn't think about like the A pillar and all that stuff in between the doors. I just was trying to get like, you know, the parts that I know for sure you would like lay up against rocks and you didn't want it to shatter. Well, I was following his SCX six through buggy lines and I kind of rolled like, I guess you can say rolled over or the tires kind of slid down and fell into a V crack. So it went right on the door, right at the, uh, side mirror. And at first I thought, okay, I'm just going to run it against there, get a couple scratches, no big deal. Well, kept going and all of a sudden, one of the guys that was watching us was like, "Uh oh, and I was like, what? And they're like, we see a mirror on the ground. And I'm like, oh, okay, I knocked the mirror off, you know, big deal. I can, I can put it back on. And then I looked and I'm like, there's still body panel attached to that mirror. So oh as as I, <laughs> yeah. So as soon as I pulled it up, I'll send you guys a picture. As soon as I, I picked it up, the whole A pillar was gone. Mm. Oh, so, sad. Yeah. So you I was like repair it with CA glue and then just sand it or that's what I already did. And then what I think I'm going to do, which will also kind of add a little bit more to the scale, I guess, realism of it. I think what I'm going to do is order some, um, some Delrin like three eighths ish or quarter tube. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to bend it and I think I'm going to glue it together and then put shoe goo 
and shugu it to the body to kind of give it like a, like it has a cage, but it's also oh, going to yeah. actually help hold the body together. Just, I mean, it's just because one, it's so hard. Well, it's not really hard to find one of those bodies right now. It's just, I don't have like, I just can't bring myself to spending $150 on shipping. It's just like, I just can't, I just can't get over it. Ouch. Oh, go on, go on eBay right now. There's two of them. Um, one's a full car. One is just the body. And they want like this, they want like 125 for the body, which is totally a fair price for one of those. But then you look under shipping and it's like 150 bucks and you're like, are you serious? Like, I just can't do it. So it's a, it's a lot. I mean, the last big thing I shipped was to the East coast of Canada and it was a, the Phoenix body and it was 45, 50 bucks for like UPS ground. Yeah. So, so and that's, I mean, you know, pretty small. Yeah. So shipping's shipping's expensive. So I just, you know, yeah, I just don't really want to, you know, spend that. So I'm just going to patch it back together, probably do a little sanding and then repaint it and it'll probably be pretty good. And I'll probably just keep running it, but I, I just sent it in our group chat so you could see how oh, bad yeah. it looks. My phone's sucking. Oh, wow. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> So, like I said, luckily I found all the pieces. So, you know, I was able to glue it all, patch it back together. But yeah, that was kind of like one of those. It's like I knew it was going to happen. And it, and unfortunately, it actually makes me drive worse because I just know in the back of my head, I don't want this thing to explode as I'm like driving it. So it's like I try to like drive over obstacles and or do lines that I know it's going to conquer so the fact that i was pushing it was definitely my fault but yeah it is what it is i mean it's not exactly like something you would expect to happen no not at all (laughs) that's gnarly i wish there was a way that we could like share photos more with podcast stuff i mean unless you do it like live there's really no way to do any of this yeah, but well, what i think what i think i'm gonna do is maybe you know once we know, like what i need to do is just remember like once we air this one just post the photo up to the to the page so people could go watch go look at it yeah that'd be kind of cool if like we put pictures that we had that kind of correlated with the episode and stuff in the comments underneath when we post that it, it's up and going that might be kind of yeah. cool. Yeah. I like so it. I think that's what I'll do, but yeah. So that was that. Um, but like I said, otherwise uh fun event, um, you know, it's always good seeing people that you haven't seen in a while. So just nice to get out um, and, you know, hit some trails. So all in all, good time. Nice which actually almost kind of leads me into a other little thing that's been going on. Um, we had a listener, Spencer, who I had paint my Chevy. I keep calling it a K20. I think it's a K10, but that's because I'm like a three quarter ton person. So I'll keep calling it a K20. Um, my Proline K20 crawler body. Um, 
I had him, I sent it to him, said, do not, you know, don't show me any pictures. Do not give me any like teasers, whatever. Here's my logo. Here's the color scheme. Have at it. And it turned out amazing. Like, yeah, I'm yeah. like, it I was stoked so good. and, and it's well, and it was well worth it. Cause I'll be, I'll be honest. Um, I want to say actually here, I'll be a hundred percent transparent. Okay. Let me pull up this text. Um, I, I don't want to give the wrong information, the wrong information, um, about how much I paid, but I do know he tried to give me a little bit of a, of a deal, but I still, you know, I, I can't, you know, take advantage of people. That's just not in my nature. So I made sure to send him a tip. So that way, um, it covered some of his materials cause he was trying to like give it to me just for the work, not so much, you know, the cost of materials, but that wasn't fair. So just trying to scroll back to So he's uh so he gave me a total with shipping back to my house at 235 so I sent him 250 That's worth it though. <laughs> but it was it was well worth it. The only thing I feel ba- the only thing I feel ba- I feel bad about is the fact that it it literally showed up the day I was leaving for Crawford or Crawford here for the ASD crawl so I wasn't able to mount it and I've been so busy with work and everything that's going on, I just haven't been able to dedicate the time to mount it. And I know I'm going to go with Velcro just because I don't want to put any holes through the body. So I just got to finish, you know, laying it out and making my mounts so I can Velcro it down. And then I think I'm going to drop it off at my buddy Nick's house just cause he can do brazing and I'm probably going to have him braze up some bumpers and sliders and then it'll be ready to hit the trail. Nice. So, but yeah, I'm completely stoked. So if anybody else is listening and is interested in getting, you know, custom painted body, definitely talk to Spencer. His like, and the other thing too, I've seen people do bodies with airbrush. He does all this with rattle can and it comes out like the same quality as somebody airbrushing it. It blows my mind. That's awesome. So. Yeah, he is a talented guy. But what I was getting, what I, what I was getting at was because I had posted it before I hit the road, there were, there were at least 10 to 15 people that asked where that truck was because I didn't have it out on the trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were like, we're, we're, they're like, we were expecting to see the new rig. And I was like, I just didn't have time. I couldn't mount it. I said, I can't, I can't skimp out now. I'm this invested in it. It has, like, I have to get it to where I'm happy with it. Then I'll use it. Yeah. But yeah, I'm already, but I'm already stoked with how everything's, you know, working out with that. Um, from switching over to the um, Rock Pirates RC towers. Um, it's definitely turning into more of a performance rig, which is kind of what I was gearing that towards anyways. So, yeah.
I don't know why I thought that it was going on the Betty rig. I wasn't thinking. Betty rig. Yeah, the, you know, Betty rig. The Betty body. <laughs> oh, no. I, I thought it was going on that one for some reason. <laughs> no, 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 no. That one, that one is still, that one's another one that's pretty much ready to roll. It's uh You haven't that driven one, that yet? Not really. I drove it through the rocks in the front yard. That's about it. Oh, gotcha. Okay. So, um, but no, that thing's, that's another one. That thing works pretty well too. Um, the portals with the, uh, another one. That's a, so that's my second rig. That's got the rock pirates, RC towers on it. But yep. And that one's like, it's kind of like a, what's the word? Like a hybrid. I guess it is like a hybrid. It's I'm trying to keep it like close to that original, what the Betty looked like, Mm -hmm. but I still want it to kind of like work. Right. So, but yep. So that's actually about it that I have that's going on. What about you guys? Trap? (laughs) Not much. Um, I mean, I think it was out last time, but EPX is out. So that's been awesome. Um, Beyond that, not a whole lot has been all that eventful. Um, Thanks to the same thing. We've just been heads down on work. I have October baseball. I'm watching for a change. So that's exciting. Other than that, not much. Just been just been plowing away. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I do got to say from watching some of the, I've watched like half of the hour long video that rock pirates RC put up on YouTube. Your guys's logo is on a handful of rigs that were just down at Prolon by the fire. Really? Oh, really? I haven't haven't seen the video. That's cool. I didn't know that. Yeah. That video is a little long in the tooth, but, um, I watched about, like I said, about half of it. Um, and yeah, there's a, there's a couple rigs on a couple different tables. And when they scroll through, you can see the, um, the S, you know, the newer S logo nice. on the rig. Rad. So yeah, that's cool. Yep. Huh. Thanks, Rock Pirates. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah. I'm not sure whose rigs they were. So I don't know. I mean, if I probably go back and get some pictures, maybe you like follow them on Instagram or something, but there was a time where we could like, keep all that straight and then now it's just changed to you're just like surprised like oh look you know like it's before it was like you remembered that sale or whatever and you would see it on social media you know somebody posting you know it or something and then you know now it's like things have changed so much that it's like always this like surprise when you see your logo popping up and stuff since it is kind of unexpected it is cool have a much broader customer base now so we still try and keep it as personal as we can it's just a lot of people to keep track of now it is fun to just see it randomly though yeah it's really cool i like that so i don't know i've just been working and building stuff and that's really about it got out and drove the bushido today that was super fun i like short wheelbase rigs they're such a good time that was a really good one. 
They did a nice job on that. 11.8 was a good call. I thought you named it something else. (laughs) Yeah, no. But yeah, no, things were great. (laughs) (laughs) It was a good time. It was beautiful today, too. That was nice. I took like three rigs and drove that thing all day instead. I didn't, didn't drive any of the other ones at all. So I was having a really good time with that. Nice. It's so crazy. I had so many pictures and video and stuff to go through. And so I was waiting for seven 30 to roll around. I was just going through and like cropping pictures and stuff. And then, you know, trimming the length of videos and stuff. And it's, it's always crazy. Like how, you know, you'll have like an entire afternoon, all these tons and tons of pictures and you're done. And it's like, you can count everything on two hands. that was like keepable, you know, like that was worth it. So it's kind of funny. But yeah. So I guess what go into what else is new since, since yeah, we had I mean, yeah. that. Yes. And then, oh, I mean, I did touch on it slightly. None of us were there, but uh, Proline by the Fire was just this last weekend. Oh, yep. That's right. So, um, and, you know, definitely going to keep this short and sweet, but it's like, it's crazy to see so many positive pictures and posts and people having a good time. And then you get like, one person that has to go on a rant and rave about how horrible it was and this, that, and the other, and how they should have done it better and could and should have done this and should have done that. And it's like, all I can say is if you're, if you, if you don't like something that's going on, host your own. But I noticed none of these people that ever complain about anything ever host their own events. It's like, it's a lot of work. You know, I it is a lot of work there for years. It, it's a lot of work and it's really thankless. And I don't know. I mean, if people want to complain about Perline by the fire, I can definitely top whatever your grievances are about that because I've been to some stinker events in the past. And I guarantee that Perline by the fire was definitely better than those were. So be grateful. Yeah. yeah just be grateful. I mean, we already got enough negativity in the hobby and in the world, you don't need to be, you know, bringing it to, you know, an event that somebody's putting on for a good time. Yeah, exactly. So with that being said, new stuff. Yeah. Um, SCX6 is actually out now that, uh, yep. honcho. So, I think the last time we talked about it, it wasn't quite released yet, and that uh, it was just leaks. Um, I think the episode release date may have bled over that, but yes, yeah, so that's out. Um, so that was real, and then um, the SCX10 um, Proline collab, whatever they're going to call it. Um, yeah, just the the Proline uh, K10 body um, collaboration thing uh, was announced pretty recently, um, only within the last couple of days. 40th anniversary Chevy stepside yeah. with Proline's hybrid aluminum wheels, 4.19 Hyrax, and they're only making 1,982 of them, which is relevant. Why? That's the year Proline was founded. 
there you go. 40th anniversary. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. So anyways, they came out with that. Um, like I was saying, Element Bushido, if you hadn't heard about that one, uh, unlicensed Samurai 11.8 inch wheelbase with 4.65 inch tires, RTR 399. And then we've got... What else came out? The straight axle Vanquish Phoenix. I don't think we had that one last time. No, we didn't. We had that, and then to kind of go hand in hand with that, Vanquish has their. Gosh, I'm going to butcher the name. I thought it was F. It's not F10. Is it F10? F10 straight axles. Either way, they look like Toyota axles, and so uh, yeah, they look really cool. They have a new aluminum axle. And they also have a tire. Yeah, I was going to say, yep. That new Falcon Wild Peak looks really good. It's a 4.65. Yeah, it looks really good. My, Like I said, I only have one complaint, and that's the fact that it's a tire tread that has been done now. It'll be this will be the third company that's doing that tire tread. Um, it's kind of like that. It reminds me of the, the um, Swamper TSLs that, you know, like everybody did. Mm-hmm. so it's like i don't know i just like to see some of these companies like you know do something that hasn't been done before but i'm sure if it's anything like their new so they came out with a new compound for their actual tire tire and i heard that one worked really well so i'm i can only imagine how well this is going to work if they're using the same compound yeah this is the red compound I believe. Does that sound right? Yeah, something like that. I think I'm trying to recall just when I saw it on Instagram earlier. The 4.65 stuck with me, though. I did remember that. So one thing, so kind of coming back to, I wanted to go back to that uh, VS410 a bit. So I didn't know this. It's what the... And correct me if I'm referring to the wrong one or if I've got this wrong, but the the VS410 Phoenix, the straight axle one, that's the one that just uh-huh. came out the Reed's head, right? Yeah. And so that is that is 389. Yeah. That is a really, really good Smoking price. Smoking good deal. <laughs> yeah. I had myself yeah. questioning for it for a minute just because some of the pictures I was like uh, looking at, but then I was looking at all the options and stuff. I was like, wait a minute, this is, you know, I'm on the right listing. Oh, speaking of which, that just, uh, that just reminded me. So ironically, in a group that I'm a part of that, you know, rarely ever posts anything about RC, it's more about other stuff. They do know there's a lot of RC guys. Like furries? Is that the group? No, we, we post a lot of memes. Oh, gotcha. Um, it's a big meme group, but anyways, um, horizon hobbies is doing a sale like, and it's a huge, like a really nice sale on the, um, you just builders said a really nice sale. It is. <laughs> hey, sorry. <laughs> a huge sale, a really nice sale. <laughs> I didn't say it like that, but okay. Sorry. <laughs> um, the, God damn, that was a nice sale. The Raw Builders Kit V2 
and the um, Capra kit, the unlimited kit. Um, both are on sale right now. Um, if you go, if you, I, I'm clicking on the link again so I can make sure. Maybe I'll post this up on our page so if anyone wants to take advantage. Use the code Kickoff. Normally three sixty nine on sale for two fifty eight ninety nine. Damn. Jeez. So. That's really so about a hundred bucks off. Wow. That's a, and that's, that is pretty good. And then the raw builders kit. I'm just going to click on that link. Um, did you say it? So V2? that's, is that what I heard you the, say? Yep. It said raw builders kit V2. Really? And it's originally two thirty nine on sale for one seventy nine ninety nine with the code kickoff ends October 17th crazy so yeah so those are two good deals um you know so my guess is that's like no Black more Friday deals yeah but i'm guessing there's no more kits so i'm i'm sure they're trying to squeeze those out and then that's it really that'd be my guess that makes me sad i hope they don't do that i could be wrong i could be wrong but i'm just wondering why they're doing such a big sale on kits i have heard I have heard that, yeah, Axial plans on kind of doing away with them altogether. Weird. My guess is sales must have reflected that they're just not doing that well. Yeah. So. Sad, but, you know, if uh, at the end of the day, it's all about the almighty dollar. And if uh, they're putting in their dollars to try and get you to buy something that you're not going to buy. Yeah. yeah. It's not, not very uh, smart financially. So, I mean, it's, you kind of can't blame them, but at the same time, it's just one of those sad realities. Cause a lot of people just, you know, they're not into building their own cars. They'd rather build, buy something that's ready to run than you know, build as it goes. Um, so just the art of building, you know, from the ground up and, you know, making it all something, just going out the window. Well, move gotten. Uh-huh. I do think there is something to be said that, like, um, I think the the ground up builder market is probably smaller than we're giving it credit for. And if that, and if this is what is happening, then I guess that's reflective of that. I mean, we'll see how it goes. But it's, yeah. there's definitely an accessibility question, right? Like, not a lot of people out of the gate are going to start off with the builder's kit. I'm really surprised that the SMT 10 and the rift aren't 25 off two right now. Yeah, that's interesting because I had heard rumors of the rift kit being discontinued, but maybe not. Yeah. I have no idea. I, like I said, I don't know any rhyme or reason to why they're, you know, discounting those two kits. I have no idea. The only reason why I was considering and looking at it, which now this just reminds me, I got to talk to Michelle about it. Uh, her dad really likes my Capra just because it's, uh, you know, it's performance based. It's got mm-hmm. portals. I put the four wheel steer on it. Um, it's just something you could take almost anywhere and you know, drive it and you're not worried about knocking all your scale accessories off. So I was thinking about getting him one for his birthday slash Christmas. Cause they're only three days apart. Um, so that 
kind of sparked that whole idea again, since it's, you know, a good deal. Mm. That puts our JLU kit at two sixty two forty nine. That's pretty darn good. So they, so the, that the JLU kits also on uh-huh. same thing code kickoff. Yeah. Yeah. I put it in my cart really quick to try it. That's wild about that BS 410 straight axle kit being 389. I know. That's a smoking good deal. This is something something to kind of look at. This is indicative of the future because Vanquish was always sort of that like beyond tier, right? Where yeah. it just was a different price bracket for obvious reasons. You know, sure. definitely don't need to explain that to anybody. But if if they're starting to creep down into they're starting to creep down into like the range of conventional accessibility that's that's going to be very interesting for the rest of the scale market i'm just going to start referring to vanquish as the ringer I, a little bit because that's that's a pretty insane price i I've, it's 10 bucks cheaper than the bushido yeah it's interesting yeah i mean it's just like i said what but it's like you know a couple of years ago i mean this is what yeah six seven hundred bucks you know like yeah <laughs> back in the day you know that's what people oh yeah yeah thousand dollars worth of vanquish stuff you know and then it's slowly like well i bought a thousand dollar vanquish kit yeah like i'm I have a six hundred dollar vanquish kit now i got a three hundred ninety dollar you know so yeah more people bragging about it deferring a mortgage payment for one back in the day and now it's like right not yeah. a big deal so yeah no that, that's cool and they're bringing stuff that's like kind of fresh too you know i mean their toyota axle looks really good yeah rc4 wheel drive had their yoda axle you know first but um this one will probably hold up yeah but uh no it's i'm i think it's cool you know it just it makes things i don't know competition is good it breeds creativity and you start seeing different bodies better rigs stuff like that so i agree i think this will i think this will end up being i think that i'm following releases for this there's probably just going to be more that are just kind of like you know kicks in the ass for the market yeah kind of what i'm thinking oh my god dude that g-made buffalo that looks like the square body chevy blazer mm-hmm. 534 whoa ouch that is expensive man wow that is expensive yeah oh my god oh elements got their 124th ecto and as of yesterday, they were sold out of them already on their site. Uh, nice. Looks like a main still has them, but yeah, I mean that they're going to have trouble keeping those clear bodies in stock too. Everybody's going to want to buy those. Like even axial guys, I have a feeling. Yeah. Just cause the whole like one twenty fourth comp thing that's going on now and everybody's super, super into one twenty fourth. So I'm sure that'll be a really popular body. Yeah, no, they're still out of stock, expected late October. So their first shipment's gone already. Which this was added when, how long did that take? Um, September 26th, so a couple weeks and they were sold out of them already. 
we didn't spend much time talking about that uh that the proline scx stem did we not much we kind of just glossed over it just yeah we should go over that one real quick because i don't want to miss this one because this one so um yeah, so obviously all the details were earlier. What we didn't mention was the price, which was um, five ninety nine ninety nine uh, for this. Oh, and you know we talked about the lim- you know technically limited run and stuff like that. You know, granted, you know it's like oh nearly two thousand, um, but this one is interesting. I think my like and my gut feeling on it was that I do think it is really cool. I think that the weird thing about this one for me is that this is like the kind of release that like, you know, me wearing the tinfoil hat at the time that Proline was acquired was like, this is what every Axial release is going to be now. I don't know if it's going to be every single one of them, but that's what I was saying at the beginning, because it was like, like, because there was kind of a point where I was like, well, I mean, in a way, why wouldn't you, why wouldn't you do this? Yeah. I Um, think we had talked about that way back in the day yeah it's been a couple years now right but i'm surprised so i get my and my the reason i bring this up is i'm surprised it took so long now granted i know 40th anniversary things like that so i you know there's some milestone and stuff behind it um but no i mean it it is cool it is a cool body it looks like it's all you know kind of all done up new and everything the bumpers and stuff are cool so like the details all there which is cool I'm a little bit conflicted on the price, um, but I do also know that had like the Proline shocks on it, um, you know, and some stuff like that. So I, you know, there is a little bit more than your usual, obviously, in terms of the straight value. But um, yeah, I think a lot of people buy it for the body because I, I think so. Too. Why they put portals on a rig like this, this is when yeah they have their own they have their own straight axles like come on guys that was the I thing mean, too I was kind of shocked like, about they're marketing it towards like the noob guy you know like it's got a portals it's got a hyrax you know blah 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 performance you know like they're it's like they're trying to market it to those people like they release a super scale body with like folding mirrors and awesome molded plastic details and stuff and then they throw portals under it and hyrax on it so that hopefully they can sell all of them. I don't know if I agree know, though, because in, in a way, yeah, but I don't know if I wholly agree because the, I mean, one, the one, I mean, I, I think the new person doesn't give a rat's ass about the 40th anniversary thing or pro line or anything. No, like that, yeah, right? they wouldn't. So I think maybe on that front, but that was like the one when I was looking just through the, like the reaction, that was the one like common complaint that was very frequent. That was the only thing really anybody had anything to say about it, which was just why the portals? Because I feel, yeah. and I know those I, those straight axle conversions are relatively expensive, just because it does actually kind of come with a lot of stuff. Um, yeah, but they they, they have a factory; they can do whatever they want. Well, I'm aware of that, but my point is, is like they probably could have, you know, if they would have done that and it just had come with it and everything else. I mean, that they, they could have had some leverage on that price window there too. Yeah. So it's like right at that point where I'm like, I'm not quite sure if you get quite enough. The thing about it for me, though, I don't think it's bad by any means. I do really like this release. Because like I said, I feel like this is what this this is. This was kind of like the power of the brands kind of thing. 
the thing that now I'm even more confused about, though, is their prior, like, elite release that we had talked about. Oh, the Gladiator? Yeah. Which is still, which, well, I mean, I granted what, that was only 25 or something they made? By the, yeah. by the way, they're still in stock. Still, <laughs> Are they really? Yeah, still in stock, and they're well, still $1,100. Jesus so Christ, dude. now I'm like, okay, well, you know, like, yes, you have, you know, you 2000 on these and stuff like they that. Made I the get same it, but... mistake. So many people bitched about though, was the tires. Like there's so many people that were like, why would you put high racks on a gladiator? That's, you know, and then they go and did the same exact thing. Like it worked so yeah. great the first time. Let's put them on this again. I like see a they ton of people done... complaining about the tires though. Though I they do agree it's Toyos or BFGs or something. I mean, their brand new Toyos would have looked much better on here. They definitely I don't guess. look as ridiculous or out of place as they did on the other one. Well, though. this thing doesn't have four inches of fender gap like they did with the Gladiator. Also a great point. They just make weird decisions. Is it the right? same tire size between the two? Yeah. Mm, okay. Yeah, both four point one nine Hyrax. The tinfoil hat goes back on. <laughs> but other than that, no, I do actually like this release quite a bit. Um, I mean, well, it I looks good. They did. Uh, this is kind of nitpicking, but they did a nice job on the mirrors. If you look at the RC four wheel drive Blazer, the mirrors are freaking yeah. gigantic. No, so. and I, I mean, I, I think that's a lot of like why I like this is that they really didn't on the details that much and then i guess also too if i'm looking at okay actually you know what this really isn't that bad because with the exception of sale price and stuff going on right now but this is only 50 dollars more than the bronco right now this is only you know and it's a hundred dollars more than the jlu so i mean bronco straight axles and stuff so you know i guess it's not quite a one-to-one but like that, that I'm a little bit more confused about the decision to go portals on that now, but um, well, yeah, that's what I was saying, dude. Like they have them. I mean, yeah, <laughs> I think it's a sales thing. I I do. I think it's a sales feature. They very. I mean, it very well could be. Yeah, everybody wants portals. Yeah, I just thought that we were farther far enough along that maybe some of the discourse had subsided. But no, they made not. a lot of bad mistakes on this one too. But. Yeah, I don't know. So I guess actually the price point is not as big of a leap as maybe I was thinking. That's actually pretty reasonable. Yeah, I mean what it's it's what sixty bucks, sixty and change more than that G mate I was talking about with five thirty four. Oh well, <laughs> that G mate like, like, is. I I mean, I'm sure it's cool. I mean, like their stuff isn't junk, but I mean, I think like, they're. I would pay the extra and get the axial truck, though, if it was me. G-Made picked a very strange weight class to punch in. I don't really get what their plan was. Oh, just throwing the Buffalo in with the SCX-10s and everything in that arena? Yeah, I don't, I don't, like, I'm looking, like, just looking at this. I mean, like I said, I don't think it's garbage or anything. Like, it looks fine, but it looks fine it looks normal i don't see why it's 534 dollars yeah it is kind of a lot there's nothing that justifies it 
And I think it's got window stickers, doesn't it? Yeah, not even transparent windows, which not I know that's such a, window. again, that's such a nitpicky point at face value, but it, it again, tracks is show. still doing it too, though. Like yeah. their Chevy High Trail, that thing's got the window stickers also. I don't know. That's just one of my pet peeves, but I'm also an interior guy. So people that just want to drive it, not build stuff and worry about everything and want, better performance and less weight i mean i get the i get the window stickers for that since you're hiding this big empty cavity inside that thing yeah gmade did a nice job on the body that's a good looking truck i think that's where all the money is and all the molded plastic that is everywhere else yeah fender flares and stuff and a grill guard yeah though i yeah i still very much maintain i think that is ridiculously expensive for what you're getting but yeah i mean that's you know, Traxxas is 549. This is 534. Dude walks into the hobby shop. He's probably going to buy the Traxxas. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah what a, what a, think about this for a second, you guys. What a scary-ass business to be in. You what, know, commi- see? Yeah. Yeah, committing to a kit. <laughs> you know, think about it. I mean, like committing to a kit, like let's say you're G-made, you know, and you're meeting with you know, the principals and the design team and everything else. And it's like, Hey, we want to compete against the SCX 10 and the TRX four and everything else. What are we going to come up with? You know, like that's such a huge commitment. Like one, I was talking to somebody the other day and they explained to me that like, from like the start of the process of a new kit to the very end, you know, like as far as like all the legwork, you know, doing photos, the box graphic design, it, just everything that goes into it. I was told it's 300 days from start to finish that goes into producing one model on the manufacturer side. Yeah. You know, drawing, it's, it's everything. All right. Yeah. That's, yeah, he said, you know, each box you see is like, that's, you know, 300 days worth of work. Yeah. And think about too, right. Especially in today's climate, all the things along the way that derail it, you know, I mean, the nature, the nature of engineering and, and, you know, you know, product development, things like that, things very rarely happen exactly per plan that's known. Yeah. Well, that's largely known amongst the people who do it. But then when it happens and it depend if it, and if it happens very late in your process, it is extremely painful because of, like you said, all of the time and money and everything, all the commitments you have already made. Mm-hmm. And this, it, it, a lot of, a lot of ducks have to be in a row. And, I mean, it's just, you know, and sometimes and, you know, at time and, and you've time got again, the mold prices and everything else. And, you know, it's crazy, too, to think about also is with the current like global political climate, if something happens with China and we somehow are, you know, our relationship deteriorates with them and there's, you know, sanctions or whatever happens the RC industry is going to suffer some, I mean, everything will, but 
people in RC are really going to feel it because their whole hobby could just be put on pause until things get straightened out. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, it's crazy to think about. I mean, just consumerism in America to begin with, but I mean, like, especially RC, since everything's Taiwan or China, you know, I, I think those are the two, what, I think the only two countries that this stuff's made in. I don't think any of it's made in Japan, except for maybe Kyosho and Tamiya. Yeah, That's some, probably it. some stuff's made in the Southeast, too, Vietnam, things like that. Those have oh, really? Yeah, those are developing industries. Well, I mean, I guess you could probably move it all to Korea. Like South Korea would love that. Maybe. It'd be more I mean, expensive. It'd still be more expensive. It'd be a lot more expensive. They a lot of electronics come from South Korea, don't they? Isn't uh, that like a big place for TVs and stuff like that? Well, I mean a lot of companies are based there. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean they I mean their industry strength is pretty good. It's getting a lot better, but it, you know, obviously definitely not as cheap as China is. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, China's insane. Yeah. Well. I don't know, just something to think about. Oh no. Yeah, I think that's <laughs> that's on that's on my mind every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah, that's it. That would you know. That and that and uh in, internationally recognized Taiwan. A lot, you know, <laughs> that is every day yeah, that, every, every day a, is a gift. <laughs> <laughs> Taiwan is that's a touchy subject right now. Mm-hmm. So, you know. China gets mad if we even visit Taiwan. <laughs> visit, get near. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Anyway, good point. Anyways, but yeah, so I mean, <laughs> yeah, no, that no, that that's a that's a big problem. Um, but yeah, no, it's I mean, you know, to your point, it's a huge amount of commitment. But yeah, a lot of them, a lot of them, you know, obviously work. You know, a good chunk of them don't. You know, so I mean, but also too, it's like you know, uh, yeah, being in a position also to sort of justify, you know, justify and pitch what your breakover is. I mean, you know, it, when it works, it's probably pretty decent. Yeah, but, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, is there anything else new release wise? Otherwise, should I jump into questions? I don't think there's anything new released. Cool. I mean, there was a bunch of Timias and stuff, but that's not really our thing. Okay. All right. Well, then we have questions. Um, start with I don't. Did we post on Instagram today? I did. Ooh, we did. Well, there's only one question on that one, so I will ask it first. So from Spencer, uh, Sack the Ripper, he said, in a perfect world, how often would you get to go play with RCs? I would love to go every weekend or at least every other weekend. Unfortunately, it's once a month at best, be it bad weather or other time commitments in the way. Um, I mean, there was a time when I was hitting an event Oh, at least once a month. And being that most of those events were something you had to travel to at least an hour to two hours away to go to, it was, it was kind of rough to hit that many events. I mean, over the years I've slowed way down when it comes to hitting events. So I think really that answer comes down to your geographical location. I mean, if you're, 
mm-hmm. you know, somewhere like some of the, some of our buddies that are in the Sacramento area where they have access to places they can have an event, you know, every weekend if they wanted to, yeah, you're going to be able to hit way more events. Now you live somewhere where you got to travel. Yeah. That's going to sacrifice a little bit. So, I mean, I'm happy if I can get out at least every other month, if not, you know, once every two to three months, like I'm happy, you know, if I can get out, um, it's, but it is hard. It's hard to do that, especially where I live. Yeah. Yeah. I think I went from like trying to go once a week, a couple of years ago to now it's probably about once a month. I mean, for right now, for any kind of driving for me lately, like it's today was kind of a my timeout. My ideal is like once a month. Yeah. If I could do that, that would be awesome. I generally don't. I'm usually about half a year in between, but I'd go more, but man, it was like 75 bucks to put a third of a tank of gas. Yeah. There's that. I'm like, I'm going to got 75 cash. I'll go throw some gas in a truck, cruise up to Anacortes. And I'm like, just looking like, man, that barely put a dent in anything. (laughs) So yeah, if it wasn't for that, I would probably be out more, but yeah, once a month, I think. All right. Um, moving over to Facebook. Um, Let's see, so Chris Trudeau, he said, have you ever crawled with a sub 12-inch wheelbase crawler before this, uh, referring to the uh, Bushido, and <laughs> what was your experience? As Element Drivers, obviously you got early release, but what was initial reaction upon opening the box? Ah, I actually have a picture of it still sitting on like the little cardboard wheel holder thingy out of the box, so I guess I should post that on our thread that will start for the episode when it gets announced. Um, no, we've had quite a few short wheelbase rigs. Um, I had a 10 and a half inch wheelbase original SCX 10, uh, hard body D90, my uh, Land Rover. Um, it was fun, but the body obviously, you know, like it had a metal roof rack and exo cage and like all this like scale stuff all over it. So it was a, it was a pig. I mean, it didn't crawl for shit, but it looked really cool. Um, that was, I think was my first short wheelbase experience. The second would have been, and I guess this is kind of story time, but Brad from associated and element, um, associated's first like foray into scale RC was with, with, um, a, a existing thunder tiger, uh, platform and associated brought it over and it was called the CR 12. And I had one of those and I lengthened it to, I think it was 10 and a quarter or 10 and a half. I forget what the, um, it, it used the proline sumo body, which was proline's unlicensed Suzuki samurai. And I think it was like 10 and a half or something too. It wasn't very long. And, uh, that thing kicked ass, man. Like it had a Lexan interior in it. Um, I cut like the bed and everything out. So it was like open top, um, had a sunroof that I had cut open and stuff. And it had like Lexan interior driver figure. Um, I made metal bumpers for it, like welded up a set of bumpers because they, uh, the CR 12 
uses square posts and they're really, really small. So, I mean, there's basically like no aftermarket support whatsoever for the CR12 platform. So I just had to fabricate some bumpers and stuff. Uh, I didn't do sliders on it. Um, I did uh, 4.19 BFGs, uh, my, the KM3s, and then um, just a set of black RC four-wheel drive steel wagon wheels. You know, it was kind of like the, like, I don't know, like just weekend wheeler looking thing. So that was a really, really fun truck. And that thing actually performed pretty incredible. Um, so that was like, I, I drove that obviously way more than I did that D90 thing, but um, I spent a lot of time with that thing. And then I think after we did that, either right before or right after, I forget, but we had done your Bronco that you have, Trav, and that's 11.82, I believe, because it's like deadbolt wheelbase. Yeah. I forget. Oh, it, it was it was short wheelbase anyways. So, um, yeah, so we did yours and that thing is just a monster. Like it annihilates everything. I mean, the fact that it's, you know, not 12, three doesn't hurt that truck in the least. It just works really, really well. So no, I, I like short wheelbase. Um, I'm a huge fan of how tight they can turn, you know, especially if you have something with overdrive, like what we do with the element platform, like that little Bushido, like, I mean, there was a video that I posted today. Um, but you can watch like the inside rear tire, like the whole truck almost like pivots on that and pulls itself around and turns coming out of this line. So it's, that's one of my favorite things about short wheelbase rigs. I mean, yeah, you give up, you know, some of your ability to climb vertical stuff or things that are kind of peaked, you know, like um, you just, it, it, especially with something like this in a short, you know, short, top heavy body with like molded plastic and stuff. I mean, it, that's going to hold it back climbing vertically, obviously, but no, I mean this thing, that wasn't really too much of an issue with it though. I mean, I, I didn't really notice the body much at all. And like the fact that I had full width bumpers and stuff that didn't really affect anything either. I mean, it just, I don't know. It, it did great. I mean, there was a couple steep things that it wouldn't do, but I also kind of just was like, you know, you're not upset about it. You're like, Oh yeah. You know, that's probably outside its capability range with it being so short, but you know, enjoy it for what it is and things. Awesome. When I opened the box, I was kind of like, it, it took me a minute because, um, you know, it is like a fairly large body because they had to get it in proportion to 11.8. And like, I understand all the decisions that they made going with this because, everything is so performance driven right now in the hobby that I could see somebody, let's say that this thing was scaled down to where it looked, you know, relative to like the night runner or something like the Tacoma. That would have been a really hard sell to people with tiny tires and short wheelbase because everybody's going to bitch about its lack of capability, you know? And so I, the going with it being larger, and using the 4.65 tires, I think is a really good move too, because if you're using that tire, you have a whole lot of options out there versus anything for, you know, 1.7s or 1.55s, like 1.9s, you have 
tons and tons and tons of stuff to choose from, especially like swampers and stuff that would look kind of like period correct on like a little, you know, early nineties Suzuki samurai. So, um, you know, and it, it's going to be more capable than a tiny tire rig if this thing was scaled down. So like, I, I get why they did it the way they did. Well, they also, um, they also couldn't do it any smaller without cutting the frame rails. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then that's a whole other, you know, that's different tooling and production. And that, you know, that's like, you're talking, you know, you're getting into like releasing a new model slash like platform territory with Goma, something like that. But no, I mean, the size of it, I think it, it will cater to new people in the hobby, people that are samurai fans, um, you know, and it, it's just cause you're going to have a lot of stuff that's going to not just fit the platform, but it's also, you know, your tire and wheel choices are really, really good versus, you know, going tiny so no i mean that that was really my my initial reaction was like oh it's bigger than i thought but you know it all makes sense and it's you know we would have done the same thing so yeah um cool let's see uh, Brandon Geiger said, howdy fellas. So Adam, how about the new Axial Proline collab? I think it's a nice rig, but I'm really digging that sweet coin. Forgot it comes with Oh yeah. Coin. Forgot about that too. That. Didn't they do that with the SCX24 Betty also? Didn't it come with something like that? Yes, it came with a token or something like that. That's something cool. along those lines. So I knew that I know that this is going to be one of those things that everybody always asks me because they know I'm a big Chevy fan. Um, ironically, I'm not a big step side fan. So I know that's like, like I said, I'm happy to see that it wasn't a Jeep, you know, nothing against Jeep. It's just, you know, that's like the number one go to, you know, body that somebody releases, um, which there's reasons to it. So I'm not knocking that, but. Um, I mean, yeah, it's nice to see them use something like a Chevy. Uh, I just think it kind of fell short in a couple areas. The fact that, um, you know, it's on portals that, you know, I think it would have went a lot farther, you know, scale wise and just like the overall look and appearance if they would have went with straight axles, um, and maybe go with a tire that's more scale, not, you know, so you know, performance driven, but you know, they obviously have their reasons for doing that. Um, so yeah, so that's my overall take on it. You know, um, I'm never not happy that something else comes out because, you know, it brings, you know, uh, like it brings, I'm trying to think like, uh, you know, attention to the hobby. No, it brings, it brings attention to the hobby, you know, because just because, I may not be the biggest fan. There could be somebody that's like, Hey, I love the fact that it's a, you know, step side. I actually had a buddy in high school who was obsessed with step sides. He would not buy a truck if it was not a step side. I was just about to say, I was like, is anybody a fan of step sides? There there are some people that are a fan of step sides, but you freaking weirdos. (laughs) So, I mean, but Hey, like I said, to each his own, there are some cool things about it. And if you are, you know, if you are one of those, you know, collectors, you know, and, and that whole, 
you know, rareness, you know, appeals to you. Um, this is definitely for you then. I mean, it comes with, I forget if the chassis is numbered or if it's just the motor plate. Oh, I did not look at that. I forget. It's what one of the two, if not both, um, has a, uh, has the, has their number on it, you know, and you get the commemorative coin and all that stuff. But, um, and the commemorative yeah. 4.19 higher axis that come on all the limited edition cars. There's that too. They're all numbered. I've, I've just never been a big fan of Hyrax tires to begin with. I mean, I get it, their performance, but being that I'm more of a scale person, it's just never really something that's ever yeah. caught my eye. So. No, you're right. But. I get it. Yeah. Uh, second for that motor plate. Oh, no, it's not on here. Come on. Um. Uh, no, it does not look like the chassis is, but I mean, still, at least you know, motor plate and everything else. Is it one of those rakes where you still feel you would feel weird doing anything to it, though? Is it that, well, if you that think level like, of like special? I don't know if it not, is. Not when there's two thousand of them. I mean, right. maybe there's enough the of them still. Twenty-five right? of the first horrible decision, but this one's different. I mean, I don't know. I'd put, I, if I was like diehard Chevy guy and didn't care if it was a step side and just had to have it, you know, whatever, you know, I'd probably buy it, put some correct tires on it and stick it on a shelf. I mean, sure. It, it looks nice. I mean, they did a nice job on it. It's better than any of the other Proline Chevy bodies that they've come out with square bodies. I should say, you know, it looks better. The lines are sharper. Just everything about it looks better. Yeah. It ac- yeah. actually, it looks like it was done at Axial's plant versus Proline. And I'm sure it was, I mean, you know, that Proline probably didn't do those. I would think that the manufacturing plant is the ones that did it. Cause it's just, it's too, everything looks too good and too crisp. Like if you look at that teaser they had today, like, the blob for like the Silverado badge and stuff that's on the side of the fender. Like that's like t- kind of typically how Proline bodies look versus the axial ones. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I know. I think it's cool. At least. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Jeremy Kim, I don't know. I don't know if you guys have answered this, uh, but what do you guys look for in a crawling spot or for drifting? No people around. <laughs> Somewhere isolated and secluded. Yeah, we haven't got to be that picky, but it's like literally just anywhere you can take a picture of the thing and it looks relatively in its environment. It's I like have to agree one, with you. One key Good. No, I was just saying that's like my one key criteria. Otherwise, I, I like it could be it could be flat for miles as long as it's rocks or something or like, you know, whatever it is. Like it doesn't have to be anywhere where it's like, oh, man, the crawling kind of looks like if I can just take a picture of it, that's fine. Yeah, I have to agree with you. Um, I mean, it's a little bit of both. I mean, I like it to be, you know, as something realistic scale as possible, something you could believe like, you know, it's, it's always funny when you get these, you know, pictures and it's like the most scale, you know, uh, pickup truck or Jeep that looks like it was parked at the mall. Uh, and like, it would never be on anything. And the things like climbing up some like vertical V crack and you're just like, okay, 
that yeah. that's <laughs> just not going to happen. But I mean, typically what I, like I said, what I look for something that looks like, you know, it's doable. Like, you know, if it's like a kind of like a scale trail looking thing where there's, yeah. some, you know, yeah, obstacles exactly. that aren't too gnarly, but like, you know, enough to give you some excitement. Can it just be in its um, element? Right. Like that's just exactly. It. Yeah. And that's kind of like, Oops, sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just saying also a little bit of what Jay said, you know, just if there's a lot of people there, you're not going to get that scale picture because you're going to have too many people, you know, That's around. One of the reasons why I didn't go to Cap Sani today, which is like the other spot that I frequent a lot is because it's super touristy. I mean, this place was today too. Uh, it was just uncharacteristically busy for it being fall, which was kind of strange, but, um, yeah, like if I would have gone to Cap Sandy to drive the Bushido and get pictures and stuff for social today, it for one, like it's all just straight up rock crawling, you know, like very little shrubbery. There's a lot of dead grass there, um, a lot of rock, um, very few trees. So, I mean, it just it wasn't like the right environment for what I wanted to do today. And Erie's like scenic, really green, lots of trees. Um, there's different mounds of rock and stuff that are high enough to where you can get some fairly scale realistic pictures because if you're up super high and everything is just way out stretched towards the horizon, you know, it'll look more scale, you know, because you have that depth and you can't really like, you know, judge the depth of something like that by looking at a picture. And so, I mean, that's something I look at um, and that influenced my decision today to, you know, where I wanted to go, but, you know, I mean, like you guys are saying, like, as long as it's like kind of somewhat scale appropriate for what you're driving, like, that's fine. I mean, there's sometimes I'll go somewhere and just drive for the heck of it, you know, cause it's good terrain and stuff. But if you're shooting pictures and things like something like the Bushido, like, you know, it's a wheeler, like it's not like a straight up rock crawler. It's a wheeler. So I wanted to have like dirt on the tires and, you know, look like I was out wheeling it for a day. So it's, like both of you guys said, just kind of an appropriate place for the intended use of whatever it is that you're driving. Yeah. Um, Joe Angstrom says, I'm rebuilding a stripped Wraith spawn. I need a transmission and drive shafts to start. Wondering if the Wraith 1.9 transmission is the same as the spawn transmission and will the SCX 10 tranny work? Uh, and then what aftermarket should I go with for a better, or for better transmission and shafts or, or what, sorry, or what aftermarket should I go with for a better transmission or shafts? If what? so, which, you know, on a budget, all that stuff, uh, he has a rate spawn that he's rebuilding. What I would do is get the element stealth X transmission, build it with the 11.6%, whatever it is, overdrive. And then since you're rig has AR-60s underneath it. You can overdrive the front, underdrive the rear. I mean, like, there's a lot of different options for gearing to make that thing just an absolute monster if you go with the Element Trans. Will that um, that'll one, bolt out? Uh, Will that bolt yeah, out? It's, spawn, though? Yeah, it'll, it'll bolt right in. It's still the same three gear. You know? But there's one problem with that. Hmm. The, the Wraith transmission has a longer output so it, would, so it clears this, the belly, the skid plate. Yeah, that's the elements that way too because the um, output gears are double stacked. And so it's 
from like pin to pin on the output shafts of the trans, it should be just exactly like the Wraith one that has the extended shaft on it. Mm. Uh, okay. I had no clue because I was going to say, because that's the one. Yeah, like a, a standard three gear, like he's talking about for the Wraith 1.9, he's probably going to, unless he's got the thing like pretty low, you know, like he's going to run into what you're talking about with the shafts hitting the trans if it's not, you know, the lengthened one. But the, the element one, like I said, is double stacked. So it should be almost a direct fit and just get whatever, you know, incision or MIP shafts. I, I, the MIPs are CVDs still, I believe. And yes, you got a Loctite and whatever. If it was me, like if I had to pick a drive shaft right now for something, I would either get SSD or incision because both of theirs are just a regular U joint and both are just bomb proof. I've never had an SSD drive line break. So that's my recommendation for your rig. Well, my recommendation is really whatever. I mean, I forget. Travis, did you say there was a budget or no budget? Uh, Budget if aftermarket is necessary. Okay. Um, Wants wants a bolt-in. Not looking to mod, cut, etc. Just bolt on and go. Yeah, no, no. The the only reason why I'm asking is because, you know, which they still do hold, you know, true. But, I mean, if you want to spend the money... Shoot, uh, super shafty used that that was their like advertisement it's bomb proof like you could throw it in there and the thing will never you know fail it'll never destroy like be destroyed like you can't it's like it is bomb proof is what they always say but you're paying top dollar for all their stuff so um I mean, I've always had just good luck with, I mean, if you're using, if you already have the stock transmission and you're just trying to upgrade it a little bit, um, Robinson racing makes some hardened steel gears and you can slap those in and be done. Slap, slap and tickle them. Just slap them on in there. Yeah. I mean, Mm -hmm. he did just say on a budget and I mean, Nothing against your question. I love getting questions like this, but also when I hate it when people say just on a budget, like your budget could be three thousand dollars. <laughs> I have no idea what your budget is. <laughs> that's the other point too. But I mean, what's what's sad also is the fact that do p do do these companies still make? Which is like what I'm going to look up right now. Do they like? Can you still get some of these parts? Right. Like, because I mean, I'm saying okay, so used to be able to get, like I said, Robinson racing made hardened, uh, Wraith gears for their transmission with the, the longer output. Is that something you can still get? Yeah. Hard to say. I'm gonna if not, I'm sure like, yeah, racing or somebody probably has one or hot racing. I've had, like I've had good luck with both like, yeah, racing and hot racing stuff. Like I've their metal stuff really isn't bad. I feel like the gear manufacturers in particular, not to tangent, but I feel like the gear manufacturers in particular seem to have the longest life cycles on their stuff. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So back to what I was, so, okay, well, so the hot racing is back ordered. The, um, axial wraith steel gear from hot, uh, racing is, uh, normally 23, but it's back ordered. They do have the incision wraith transmission outputs. Those are available. Um, holy, 
You can get the Hot Racing three gear hardened steel trans. Those are back ordered, but and <laughs> all the incision stuff is not back ordered. And they have the steel transmission gear set. So I mean, if you spend like so, if you're trying to just reuse what you got, but you know, um, upgrade also what you have uh, for thirty one bucks, you can get your three gear trans steel transmission gears, and then another. 27 28 bucks for the um output shafts and you should be good to go i remember back in the day when you used to be able to get um used to hop on like ebay and you could find a whole wraith transmission from uh, hot racing for like 50 bucks. That'd be a good deal going that route. But I don't know if they still do that anymore. I mean, I'm just, I'm doing live without a net. As my boss would say. All right. Um, Justin Gibhart, couple things. I like the new Bushido, but I feel like it's a little out of proportion. Uh, I think they should have made it smaller with 155s, but that's just me. I really like my Ecto. I'm always tinkering, and I was wondering how different it would perform with links versus trailing arms. I know if it ain't broke, don't fix it, but I get bored, and I end up tearing it down just to rebuild it. Um, links are going to outperform trailing arms anytime. I mean, yeah. unless you've, you know, unless somebody's just a ridiculously stupid good driver but i mean yeah i mean just they're trailing arms aren't a performance crawling item they're just not different no one ever no one ever said they were you know the ecto just because it has an open wheel design body and it happens to look like the creep or the uh power wagon that doesn't mean it's a crawler and it doesn't mean it's a comp truck it's it is a truck so yeah going to links it's going to be much much more better yeah so um yeah and so i i and i remember i remember him in particular we talked about uh this is this was a blog post i always wanted to do yeah he laid down the front shocks he laid down the front shocks which i i recommend against when you do that with the trailing i remember when we went that went through all that with him it was standing up the front end well, it's just, so, I mean, the, and the, re, yeah, the reason, the reason why it's the same thing, like it's just different application. Like you just, you, you wouldn't really use at, at the very least, if you're going to use them in the same environments, you know, between links and trailing arms, you're not going to use them in the same way. So if you want to approach it as like conventional crawler and I, you know, and I understand for like him, he got his to work like in a way that he's very happy with, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like capability wise, like that's, I mean, it's, that's why. That's why, you know, yeah, the, the, you know, links are going to be a lot better. It's just, it's just more conventional geometry for the application. It's why all of the EPX development we did was solely for use with links because it just doesn't, you know, the same things do not happen in the same ways with trailing arms, um, you know, and that's why we never tried to get it to work otherwise. Um so it's just yeah, it's just one of those things. I think you know if you haven't done that yet, worthwhile. That being said, maybe an avenue for another build. 
it, it, you know, it, it's going to be less about what your ecto is. It's just going to be more about just what your your crawler is. I mean, you know, the, you could very well do the same thing with the different chassis, you know, and just throw links on it. You'll get the same answer either way. Um, if he's going to do links and all that, if he is going to do links on his ecto, do the twelve eight wheelbase ones don't do the 12 three go with the extra yes. length because yes. that that's like the one thing that the ecto really has going for it when it does come to crawling is it's wheelbase. Yeah. if it was shorter and had trailing arms jesus dude like that thing would stand the front end up off of everything so yeah. um you're gonna be kind of getting the best of both worlds if you do 12 8 wheelbase with links that would be my recommendation if you're just wanting to go straight performance. If you want to crawl some stuff and then jump something, you know, 20 seconds later, then trailing arms it is. You're going to find, yeah, just yeah, just be aware that you are going to, if you do decide to do that, you will be going down quite the rabbit hole with tuning just because all of the work you've done thus far with your current trailing arm setup to get it to work the way you want it in its current configuration will be nullified and not translate. Yep. Yeah, so you'll just, have to get different shock towers for the rear. There's there's a bunch of stuff yeah, you're gonna so have just to do. just expect to start over. That being said, um, you wouldn't be disappointed. Yeah, no, you'd be stoked, I and mean, it would be not, much easier. Be sad about yeah, it. actually, you know, yeah. One thing I used to clarify in my comment: it, you will arrive to a happy place much easier than it initially, you know, yeah, than than the way you got there now. Yeah, That's absolutely. What I'll say, um, and then obviously, um, you know, for the the. Bushido uh, proportions thing. Yeah, Brad had actually meant um, responded to him in the the replies about the frame rail, but that you know, kind of talking about that right. we talked about before. What's the next question here? Um, <laughs> murder, Jared, murder, uh, murder lines RC. Uh, the over under on uh, you know over under for the bet the two week uh, two weeks until Jay has the thing slathered in hot pink. <laughs> Referring to the Bushido. Yep. Um. Ed Wenger says, um, with SOR no longer making complete vehicle wraps, there is a rather large void in the market with custom paint jobs costing upwards of $500 or more. Right, Adam? Do you think that another company will step up or are the sticker kits the way of the way of the future due to broader application, a.k.a. universal? I did not pay $500 for a paint job. <laughs> I would like to know who quoted you. <laughs> yeah. I do get, I do, yeah, I obviously an exaggeration. I get what he's saying. Um, so here, okay, so I'll answer this since I field most of the whole, I field all of the customer interaction through the store. And that is, um, is there, is there a void? No, no. <laughs> so that, yeah. That was a controversial decision for us internally at the time when we decided, hey, you know what? No more wraps. And, you know, we're going to move, you know, we're going to move the way that we moved. Part of it was, you know, timing kind of forced because of equipment. But other thing was, well, like there was a trend, you know, once we pulled, you know, we did the math and stuff. And, you know, because if you think about it and you're comparing the paint jobs, um, because, you know, the, the argument that you're making is that the wraps are more accessible than the paint jobs. I agree with that. However, wraps are really, really cool when you see somebody else's and you're like, oh, that's awesome. But then it very quickly snowballs into that. Like if you didn't want 
our exact offering as we had it on the store. And, you know, people, I mean, and this isn't, you know, this is normal because people want to do something special for their rig, et cetera, et cetera. You know, people want to be able to do their thing, make it their own. Um, then it, it, it became very hard then to all of a sudden you're going to go in our store, you're going to find something, you know, rap wise or anybody's and, you know, you're going to find the thing that just speaks to you and it's, and it's just the way, the way that it is. Right. Because, and there's, you know, usually a follow-up question of can this, that, or whatever change logos, stuff like that. So one thing we never did was, <laughs> you know, because people would have never paid it is on the custom stuff we did do, we never charged the labor for it, which is a lot of what you would be you would be doing for a paint job because it's yeah. time. If we charged anything close to what is a conventionally reasonable labor price, every single you know for any any like special work anything that we would that we did for people, every single one of those people would have flaked. Yeah, my, every single my, one of them. My hourly fee is seventy five bucks an hour. Yeah, that's what I charge. Yeah, nobody would have done it. No. Thus, we didn't offer it because it wasn't worth our time because we knew that. And then when, when, I mean, we, we killed wraps almost a year ago now, actually. Yeah. And I can count on one hand how many people have asked me about it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. One of our biggest sellers was the Ivan Stewart livery as far as wraps and stuff goes. And I think we've sold way more. Ivan universal kits than we ever did regular wraps. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's one of our best sellers. Yeah. So, and that's what we did with the universal stuff. It just yeah. makes it easier to like be more creative as an end user. Yeah. You've got freaky skins. Um, you know, he still makes really good wraps and stuff. Um, part of the reason people don't jump on wraps right away is they're difficult to put on. That too. Um, it's incredibly time consuming to make the templates for the bodies. And, uh, for whatever reason, nobody's ever happy either. They're upset because there's gaps between the pieces that stick on, or they're upset because they're overlapping and they have to trim it. And it's like, you know, you kind of have to make a judgment call as a manufacturer, like, okay, we're going to give you too much material. So you have no gaps and there's going to be some trimming involved when you put it on. And that was the direction we went. And, you know, there's always somebody's going to prefer it their way or whatever. And that's just the way that we chose to do it. Um, freaky skins. Theirs are pretty darn tight from what I've seen. Um, as far as I know, you know, they're still doing wraps. Um, there's that rogue guy on eBay that bootlegs everybody's logo with like all the metal malicious stuff and everything. Um, there's him making wraps, but really, I mean, back in the day, when scale RC, you know, 10 years ago or whatever, it was like a lot of Jeeps, you know, and like a lot of haunches yeah. and stuff. And you, there was one manufacturer that you were making wraps for basically it was axial. And then we had wraps for a couple pro line bodies. Cause that's the other thing everybody would buy, but things have changed in the industry so much to where like, I remember a lot of people would like asking for wraps for like the trail finder bodies and stuff. And we never offered wraps for hard bodies cause I didn't think it looked very good. Well, we're at a point now where, you know, RTR bodies have like mirrors and windshield wipers and all this stuff, you know, a wrap just isn't conducive. Like I look at the Bushido and 
uh, I wouldn't make a rap for it. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I wouldn't do that. You, the vanquished Phoenix, I wouldn't make a rap for that either. I mean, it's just things have changed so much and the bodies are so much more detailed that, I mean, you look at my stuff and like, I don't even make wraps for my own stuff anymore. You know, like I have some cars that are paint with no stickers really, you know, like it, there's just, it, things have changed. You know, yeah. I, they were, there was a time where they were really big in RC in the off-road racing community and stuff. That also and, changed. Yep. That changed as well. And everybody went to paint. Like it, it's, it's a fickle business. Um, if somebody wants to, you know, charge headfirst into the market and start doing wraps again, go for it. But, you know, you'll be reevaluating your business strategy in six months. <laughs> yeah. It was, a, I mean, it was just, just cleanly. It was a, it was a bet that we made and it's a bet that's paid off. And, yeah. You know, but, but that being said, if, you know, anybody. Plus we want to make parts. That's way more fun. That is a lot more fun. But you know, if you, if if for whatever reason the it there is there is a feeling there is a void there, by all means fill it. Yeah. Godspeed. So if I can add anything to that, no, it would be that yeah, the the wraps are a quick, fast way to get a custom you know design down that would you know paint be twice as long to like achieve. Um, I do got to say your wraps held up really well, but over time, it's just the nature of the material. It's going to break down yep. and yep. you're going to have corners. Shrink, it'll do all kinds of stuff. Yep. You'll have it. Um, it'll lift up. It'll start shredding. Um, if you're out somewhere where it's really hot, you'll even see a bubble sometimes. So it'll start like lifting. Um, you know, it's just, you got to kind of know what you're getting into when you go that route. I mean, I have no regrets for any of the rigs I have that have wraps on them. Uh, my Capra is like my number one most, you know, complimented rig that I have. And it's a wrap. Yeah. I mean, we'll still do wraps for panel rigs, you know, like that'll still be a thing that we do. Like I'm making you a Jeep wrap, but it's nothing we offer. I'm just making one for you, but. But yeah, I mean, they don't they don't hold up quite the same over time. Yeah, it's so yeah, it's just a you know the 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 you know acquisition cost of trying to do wraps, and then also to like you know if you're just you know buying it as we offer it on the store, then you know it's like you're you're kind of committing to that and hoping that that's exactly what speaks to you. So again, it's just that's just where it came from. We we went we did this and killed it much quicker in the racing world because the racing world was a lot more reactive. So, you know, crawling obviously everything's happens has traditionally happened a little bit slower here. So, but yeah, anyways. Um other than that, I don't see anything else. Uh Touch if I could that. circle back. Yes on the whole Wraith transmission thing. Cause I looked it up while we were talking. So as much as I'm usually against this for uh, multiple reasons, I'll just say if budget is an issue and you're trying to get a full transmission, you can get a, what I'll say is a, like it is, it's a Chinese knockoff. It looks 
almost identical to a Vanquish transmission for $32 and it's coming from China. And that's a, that's a complete, it's got like that exoskeleton kind of cover where it's not a full cover, but it's enough to kind of keep stuff from hitting the spur gear, spur gear, slipper, uh, aluminum housing gears are already all in there and it's the longer version. So it'll fit in an axial, I mean, in a wraith. Um, there's that, then there's actually this other one, which is really interesting because it looks like a straight up Chinese knockoff but it says ships from the U S so it's kind of weird. It looks like the, like a spitting image of the VP Hertz dig. And you can get that whole entire transmission. It's called complete cutoff transmission. Um, $53. And it'll come with the Hertz style dig with the, um, servo mount. Uh, you just got to get your own servo for it if you're going to use that. Um, but yeah, I mean, there always is that option. Um, the main reason why I just personally always kind of like say no is because these companies have spent a lot of money doing R and D to come out with something. And then it usually just gets copied and then you end up going to the cheaper place and you know, it may hold up for a while. It may break right away or it may hold up just as long. It's just, for me, it's like an ethical thing. It's like, you just like totally are just sidestepping somebody who spent all the time R and Ding it to get something just cause it's cheaper. So, but there are, that's, you know, the options you do have. Sweet. Yeah. I think that's it. All right. Well, um, is there anything else we wanted to touch on before we go? Yes, I would like Jay to let us know what he calls his, uh, what is it, Bushado? Bushido? Pescudo? I call, I, call it, I call it the Bushido. Okay. <laughs> I was hoping you'd slip. Nope. I was good. This is the one thing he doesn't. <laughs> this, this is where the this is where the resolve is found. It's because I'm wild and unpredictable. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't want to make me have to edit it. <laughs> That's part of it. <laughs> All right. Well. Um. Yeah. Otherwise, I think that is it. So thanks again for listening. Um, see everybody next time. See ya. Bye.